Good morning, everybody. Happy Sunday, all y'all. My name is Pete. I am one of the pastors here. And today we are starting a new sermon series on the Holy Spirit because we are holding a conference in five weeks, as Jeff just said, but I'm going to reiterate. October 7th through 9th, we're having Steve Nicholson come out and lead us in learning more and experiencing more of the Holy Spirit. I am excited about this because Steve is incredibly gifted and also because Steve is my friend. I got to go to Turkey and Azerbaijan with him and spend 24 hours a day with him, and it was amazing. Steve spoke at our last on the Holy Spirit at our last national conference in the vineyard. That was in 2019. God was all over the talk, and so as a staff after the conference, we were like, let's get him to our church and share him with all the people that we love. And so I hope you'll sign up today and then come to the conference. I have been so blessed at Vineyard Conferences through the years, and we want you to be blessed too. And so come on down. So for every week of our current sermon series, you're going to hear messages on the Holy Spirit preached through different voices from our preaching team. And I'm going to kick off with an introduction to the Holy Spirit. If you haven't been going to church for long, this might be brand new material for you. Even if you've been in churches for some or most of your life, a lot of churches don't talk about the Holy Spirit much. And even if you've been in this church for years and years and you've heard sermons on the Holy Spirit or you've been through the Alpha Course, which is really phenomenal for introducing people to the Holy Spirit, we still have so much to learn. Amen? So we're going to go through some Bible passages about the Holy Spirit today and see what God might have for us in them. The Holy Spirit actually shows up in the very first verses in the Bible, which start like this. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, the earth was formless and empty, and darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And so we see the Holy Spirit is right there from the very start, intimately involved in the creation of the world. And later on in that same chapter, when the time comes to make human beings, God says, let us make man in our image. God's self is an us. As Christians, we believe in a trinity, three persons of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And it's fascinating to see how the Holy Spirit plays a part in the Old Testament people of God. In the early books of the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit's portrayed as coming upon people largely for specific purposes. I'll give you a few examples. In Exodus 31, the Holy Spirit falls on a guy named Bezalel. What a bummer. Guy's name is Bezalel. And the Holy Spirit falls on him so that he can craft beautiful art. In Judges 6, the Holy Spirit falls on Gideon to make him a leader. And in Judges 15, the Spirit fills Samson with strength. And so creative beauty and leadership and strength are some of the things that the Holy Spirit brings. But mostly in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit's involved in words of promise. Here's an example from Ezekiel 36, verse 26. God says to the people of God, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. This is a really big promise. The foundation of the Old Testament is a covenant, a contract between God and the Jewish people, the people of God. And God says, if you follow my laws, I will bless you. And the Old Testament's full of these histories that show us very clearly humanity is not capable of even following 10 commandments consistently. Turns out nobody can do it. Again and again, the people of God screw everything up. 
second service, you are my people. Have you ever struggled to follow the rules? I have. I have. Have you ever struggled to do the right thing or the wise thing? If you have, the Holy Spirit is really good news for you. It says here in Ezekiel that God has a new creative plan. It is to remake our hearts. It's to give us God's Spirit inside our very being so that you can live with a strength that is not just your own. This is a cornerstone of the Christian faith. There's real hope to be found here. One of my favorite verses, I'm going to cheat and go to the New Testament for a second. One of my favorite verses is uh, 2 Corinthians 3.17. The Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. God's plan is not that you would learn a bunch of rules and then follow them by working really hard. That is an exhausting life, not a free one. Lots of us have tried that one and failed. God's plan is that you would receive God's Spirit within you and then be empowered to live out of your connection to the living God within you. And this is a promise that is for everyone. We'll read from Joel 2.28. This is what God says. I will pour out my Spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my Spirit in those days. And so it's very inclusive here. All people, specifically men and women, young and old, rich and poor. God's plan is to pour out the Spirit on everyone, and you're part of everyone. This is for you. This is for all of us today. Whether this is your first time coming here or whether you've been coming here for 31 years and running, we had the Mendels in first service. They are included in that. The promise of the Holy Spirit is for you if you're full of faith. The promise of the Holy Spirit is for you if you're full of questions and deconstruction and doubt. God is not waiting for some other version of you. God is not planning to send the Holy Spirit to everyone but you. God's plans to be poured out even on and even in you. And this has been God's plan and promise since the Old Testament was written thousands of years ago. And God's plan and God's promise are alive today. What might God be planning to do in your life through the Holy Spirit? We are going to find out together. God is doing something right here, right among this church in this season. And so I want to encourage you, bring whatever faith you have. Faith like a mountain or faith like a tiny mustard seed. We're going to bring our faith to God and we're going to ask God to fulfill the promise of the Spirit. And I can't wait to see what happens. All right, back to the Bible. These promises from the Old Testament are actually pointing somewhere. They are pointing toward Jesus. When Jesus shows up on the scene, the references to the Holy Spirit get a lot more frequent. The Holy Spirit descends bodily on Jesus in his baptism in the form of a dove. And in Luke 4, we see that Jesus is described as full of the Holy Spirit. He goes to Galilee in the power of the Holy Spirit. And then the Spirit of the Lord settles on Jesus to empower him for his mission in the world. 
This happened while Jesus was teaching in a Jewish synagogue, their church. And here's what Jesus said. He's reading from the Old Testament. He said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim the captives will be released, the blind will see, the oppressed will be set free, and the time of the Lord's favor has come. I love these verses because they show us another truth about the Holy Spirit. We saw in Ezekiel that the Holy Spirit empowers us to have a new heart, to have a soft heart toward the good life that God has for us. That's something that happens inside of us. Here in the words of Jesus, through Old Testament prophecy, we see the Holy Spirit changes us on the inside so that we can live changed lives on the outside as well. Look at what happens when the Holy Spirit comes to Jesus. Jesus is empowered to share good news to the poor, to proclaim release, to bring sight, to free people who are captive, and to let us know the time of God's good favor is now. Amen. When I was 23 and a drug addict and planned to kill myself, instead the Spirit of God showed up in my room and held me through the night, and the next morning I woke up and never wanted drugs again. I was blind, I was a captive, I was stuck in depression to the point of death, and through Christ, through Christ sending me the Holy Spirit, I have been set free. I am super grateful, and I am dedicated to seeing everybody get the chance that I got. The Spirit changed my heart, and the change in my heart led to a changed life. I have a more recent example as well. My childhood and my youth were really hard, and they included some abuse that screwed me up. And for 40 years, I've wished things were different. I have often envied people who have good parenting because I feel like they got this huge head start on the rest of us. And recently, I was at a guided retreat of silence. The Jesuits at de Montreville were kind enough to have me out for four days. And while I was there, I was praying, and I felt something amazing. I felt like God said to me, I am inviting you to live a life no longer deformed by the abuse that you have received. I'm 51. It's been a really long time. Thank you. Um, I know this was the Spirit of God because I heard the invitation and I felt the power of God in my heart to say, okay. It didn't feel like a rule. It didn't feel like God was holding up something that's for other people that I could never do. It felt like God made me ready. And so I said yes. And in the last few weeks, I have found myself responding slightly differently in situations where I might have been defensive or insecure or self-protective. More than a few times, I have noticed my behavior being more loving both toward myself and toward other people. That's a miracle. It is the Spirit of God who comes to us when we pray, who meets us in our everyday lives and empowers us for a new way. And the Spirit never stops inviting us into a new life. I can't wait to see what the Spirit of God's going to invite me into in the years to come. The Holy Spirit might want to do something new in your life today. Last week, I shared about what Jesus says in John 7, verses 38 and 39. I'm going to read those again. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scriptures declare, rivers of living water will flow from their heart. When he said living water, he was speaking of the Spirit, who would be given to everyone believing in him. These are the words of Jesus Christ, anyone who believes in me, anyone given to everyone believing in him. So the Holy Spirit flows into us 
gives us a new heart and a new connection to God. And the Holy Spirit is meant to flow out of us, to change our lives so deeply that we change the world. The purpose of this church is to help people love God, love people, and change the world. And it is the Holy Spirit who connects us to God's love, who helps us love God and love people so that we become world changers. This starts with believing in Jesus. This is for anyone who believes, and you might believe today with all your heart. And if that is the case, God bless you. Thank you for coming to church. We need you here. May you find the water of the Holy Spirit today. You might also be here with as much unbelief as belief or anything else. And if that's where you are, Jesus stands at the door of your heart right now, and he is knocking, knock, knock. And he's asking you, will you open your heart to him? All it takes is to say, yes, Jesus, come on in. And if you will let Jesus into your heart, you too will receive the Holy Spirit. And life with the Holy Spirit is so good. Romans 8.1 puts it this way. So there is now no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. Now, I have a personal mission in life. I was at a conference. You should totally go to a conference. I was at a conference, and during a session on leadership, I felt like God spoke to me and said, freedom and family for everyone. And I knew as God said it that this is my personal call. This is what gets me out of bed in the morning. And the Holy Spirit is intimately connected to freedom and family for everyone. Through the Holy Spirit, we get set free from condemnation. Because when we believe in Christ, it's no longer about our successes and failures. When we believe in Christ, we trust that Jesus has done enough to cover over everything we've done or failed to do, start to finish. We become set free from the law, from the rules that lead to spiritual death, because it turns out that like the people of God for all eternity, we can never live up to all the rules. And so when we trust in Christ, we begin to live by the power of the life-giving spirit, and in our freedom, we find a new way. And so I want to invite you to step into the new way of Christ today, for the first time or for the thousandth time. Will you commit with me right now to following Jesus? I'm going to lead us in a prayer. You can close your eyes, or you can keep them open and stare at me. Jesus, you are at the door knocking, and we just want to say, come on in. What we know of you, what we don't know of you yet, we just invite you to come in and live with us. Send your Holy Spirit, God. Give us your new heart. Live with us today. Empower us for the life that you have. Amen. So one result of the Spirit in our lives is freedom. Another one is family. Later on in Romans 8, we see verse 14, for all who are led by the Spirit of God 
are children of God. And so you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba, Father. For his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm we are God's children. One of the greatest joys of my life is being part of the family of God. I love that I can come here when I am doing well, and I can come here when I am totally not doing well. And either way, I know I'm going to be welcomed. I'm going to find a hug. And I'm going to be with people who care about me just because we're part of the same family. This church has carried me so many times through the years, including through the horrors of 2020, which are now in the rearview mirror. And this church has been a joy when times are good as well. The family of God is a place where we help each other carry our burdens, and then we share our joys with one another. It says, all who are led by the Spirit are God's kids. He adopts us into his family by the Spirit to the point where we can call the creator of the universe Abba. That is a Hebrew term of endearment for small children to their daddy. It's by the Holy Spirit that we go from a distant God out there to a living God who is part of our lives, a part of our decisions and joys and sorrows. God joins His Spirit with ours so that we know we are part of the family. And that's a miracle. Right now, there's an epidemic of people leaving churches. People are leaving for all kinds of reasons, but the biggest one is politics, LGBTQ, COVID issues, this giant ball of wax that's busy screwing our society up, right? How many people know the people who disagree with you are totally wrong, right? (laughs) Those people are so wrong. They're so bad. There's even some of them here today. They're so terrible, right? All of us know this. And so it's really screwing up the family. Many people are going through something they're calling deconstruction, where they're questioning everything and rejecting whatever doesn't seem like Jesus. I generally support that kind of deconstruction. But at the same time, I cannot imagine living without the family of God. This church has given me a place to give and a place to serve, and my life is way better for having those things. And every week I come, whether I'm functioning as a pastor or just attending with friends, and I leave happier than when I came. I can't say that about anywhere else except maybe Disneyland, and that is $200 a day. I cannot afford what it would cost to do that. My life is richer and better for having you in it. And so thank you, and thanks to God for making us brothers and sisters through the work of Jesus Christ and by the affirmation of the Holy Spirit. The Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians 3.18 says that we, who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory, are being transformed into His likeness with an ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. The pronouns mean something in the Bible. This is a we for a reason. It is we as the people of God, as we gather as the family of God. We're being transformed more and more by the glory of God that comes from Jesus into our gathering through the Holy Spirit. What a miracle that we look around, we would reflect the glory of God. Seriously, look around. 
It's a miracle. I can see all y'all. God's glory reflected through us by the Spirit of God. I want to invite you to stand and the worship team to come back forward. I got three tips and a special bonus and ministry time. We close our sermon with three things you can do to put the Word of God into practice that we're receiving on a Sunday. Tip number one is read Luke 4. Luke 4 is full of the Holy Spirit's work in Jesus' life. It's inspiring. Tip number two, pray for God to send His Spirit to you and to all of us. You need the Holy Spirit to have a new heart, and all of us need the Holy Spirit in order to reflect the glory of God. And so pray for yourself and pray for our community that we would receive the Holy Spirit. And tip number three is register for Come Holy Spirit. Get yourself signed up and get yourself here. If you're on the prayer team, could you come forward right now? We, yeah, we're going we're gonna to have some folks standing up here who've been trained to pray like really good things for you. And you can come up and ask them to pray for specific things, and you can just come up and ask them to pray for whatever they want to pray for. And what they're going to do is kind things that come from God, because God loves you. And so you can do that anytime in the next two songs. Some things you might want prayer for. Number one, you might want prayer for the Holy Spirit to come into your life. If that's not something you're aware of having happened, God cares about it so much that he even make you aware of it. That can happen through prayer. Frequently in the Acts of the Apostles, uh, the next book in the Bible after the Gospels, people lay hands on someone to receive the Holy Spirit. That just means that the Holy Spirit frequently comes through relationship with other people who follow him. You might also want prayer for freedom. God has set me free in an amazing and miraculous way, and if you feel like you are not free, you could ask someone to pray for you. The last thing that I'm going to mention you might want prayer for is to know that you're part of the family. There's a curse that I have seen in so much of my own biological family and so much of my Minnesota family, and that is the curse of feeling like everyone else's family around here but me. And I want you to know that's not true. It's never been true. It is totally not true in the people of God. You belong, and God wants you to know that you're his kid, along with all the other crazy kids. And then um, Bruce and Bonnie were in our first service. Bruce and Bonnie are elder statesmen of our community, and gosh, I love them. And Bonnie had a vision as uh, the message was happening, and she wrote it down, and I felt like it was for somebody or somebody's here. She wrote, I saw a river flowing with no beginning and no end. There were people in the river having a joyous time. I walked into the river, and the deeper I walked, the more joy I felt. And as I went down the river, inviting people on the edge to come in, some jumped in and some turned away. There were people on high cliffs that stood with their arms crossed with frowns on their face. They were so far from God. Join us in the river. And so I want to invite you to go cliff diving. You might be very far from Jesus. You might have problems with Jesus and the church and the people of God. God doesn't care at all. You can come to God right now, right here today. All it takes, here's how you cliff dive. I've taken my children cliff diving. You count to three and you jump. You can close your eyes. You don't know what it's going to be like, but you'll be falling and then you'll be wet. We invite you to get wet today. I'm going to lead us in a prayer as we transition. The worship team will let us know when the service is over. God, we ask that you would give every one of us the faith to jump in, the faith to walk in, the faith to walk deeper. We want to immerse ourselves in your spirit, God. 
One, two, three, jump. Wash over us with the river of living water, God. Help us walk deeper into your joy. Do your miracle, God, where we reflect your glory.